is uh, This is Joe Cole. This is Ruben Loftus Cheek, and you're listening to the London, the London is Blue podcast. All right, Chelsea fans, welcome back to another episode of the London is Blue podcast. As always, your host, Brandon, join my co-host, Nick, and Dan, and gentlemen, it is the Real Madrid leg to match review. Bit of a bummer. I thought uh, maybe if I went back on Chelsea mic'd up, Dan, that I could uh, give a pep talk through the spaces to the team. I was rallying troops. I had the people fired up. Well, we should have uh, gotten you an invite to the locker room. That's what we should have done. If you had access, yes. But instead, I'm hanging out with you, Nick. We're, we're, we're lamenting uh, yet another predictable result. The way the season has gone, uh, being down to nothing in the first leg against Madrid is too rich for our blood this season. Yep. Yeah, it turns out that uh, you need things called goals uh, to, to win matches. Um, just finding this out for the first time, so I'm pretty shocked about the whole thing. But... Um, yeah, uh, you know, I think uh, up front, I just want to say this out loud. Like, there's a lot of feels out there right now. There's a lot of stuff that you'll probably hear on this show that will, you know, I think you said lament earlier. I think that's a great way to to phrase it. Uh, we always treat our listeners like they're adults. Um, you guys are capable of feeling your own feelings. Many even, of you don't. Even when they don't. <laughs> well, no, no, you think we're adults, Jim? That's so great of you. Yeah. Uh, you know, many of you don't feel the need to lambast everybody, even after a tough result. So, um, you know, we're just going to we're going to be in our feels a little bit after our last uh, Champions League match for some time on the men's side um, and uh, and and look to move on. But, uh, yeah, disappointing day. And, you know, the 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 dream of why not us, Dan, is officially dead. We don't ever have to say it again. Thank God. For this season. <laughs> and and next. Well, I mean, it could work for a Premier League title. Oh, yeah. What That would be the most Chelsea thing, which we might talk about later. But look, we are going to talk about how we delivered plenty of pressure, but no final product. And what can Chelsea do, again, without European football, but as always, we want to get a temp check from the people. The bleep button in full effect, and as we do, the patented, always copied, never replicated three-word match reviews. Well, look, Captain Buzzkill with you. What now? Question mark. Baseball? That's right. That is a terrible fate, unfortunately, if that is the sport that you transition to next. And that is someone who, uh, you know, generally likes baseball. Um, Sergeant Soy Sauce with the Paramount Plus canceled. Mr. Thurman with the Bridge BOGO sale. You have Grizz with the LIBP should have stayed. And also, you fucking idiots. Look, uh, just Hard to argue. Hard invite to, argue. to anyone with a decision-making process. You can welcome us back at any time in residency. No problem. Happy to record from the bridge every single week if that is what's required. Craig with the one good half using the image of the horse that is stick <laughs> on one half and beautifully drawn with complete with shading and shadows on the other. Peter with riches of embarrassment. Mike with the <laughs> Europa Conference League. so good. Wow, that's amazing. How have I never thought of that, Peter? Well done. Oh, Nick has to stop me reading because uh, he's so overjoyed at how well it works. You don't know Ian he's sober. with the watch the women 
Which is absolutely right. You should watch the women's team play Barcelona this weekend and the rest of the season as they potentially go on to win the title and advance further in the Women's Champions League. And then, as you referenced earlier, Nick, ATX Blue with 500 days. Not 500 days of summer. It is not the movie. It is, in fact, the earliest amount of time Chelsea have between now and playing in the Champions League once more. Winter is coming, Dan. Winter, Winter is, is here. Yeah. Winter is here. I like I like how Ian had watched the women. Usually you can't say that, but in this context, you should. And right. The context was important. Sense. The context was important in this scenario. It is Riches good. Of embarrassment. Good Lord. That's uh, fantastic. I'm going to go last because I don't always win the party, but I won this time. So, Nick, what about you? Into the desert. Okay, hold up. You were just talking about winter. Now you're talking about a desert. What are we doing? Well, we either, you know, either one really works here. <laughs> I, I went with Into the Desert um, because my brain was not on Game of Thrones and then it was. So, uh, yeah, we're uh, we're going to be wandering the desert for a little bit here, folks. It's going to be tough. I don't know if it'll be 40 years. Some biblical I think, shit. <laughs> I, I, think, I think we have a little more control over that. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be uh, a little a little dry, a little dusty for a while. Uh, I think we should have put Call in the Super League. Hey, uh, you guys still doing your thing? <laughs> We might be interested. No relegation. Sounds great. (laughs) Oh, man. Dan, what about you? Movie season underway because with no Champions League, I can get a lot more movie watching done this coming season and throughout the summer in terms of preparing for this podcast. So, look, you know, there's a a lot of good movies coming out this summer. And uh, I'm just glad that Chelsea has given me back a couple hours every week to devote to that. It was very, very thoughtful of them. They saw my letterbox was behind last season compared to the previous year. They wanted to help me out. Very, very thoughtful of Chelsea to be so considerate and think about only me in this decision to eject themselves out of the Champions League. Uh, Yeah, well, uh, I'm sure Nick and I can sign you up for a new uh, recurring midweek segment with somebody. Don't worry, we'll find a way to fill that void. Yeah, definitely. It's actually thinking about this like, damn it! Now we have to like come up with new content midweek because we're not gonna have Champions League. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was I was thinking about that too. It's been uh, what six years since we haven't had that sort of vibe. Uh, any European football, like we were in the Europa League, obviously, like done yeah, that before. But like, it's man, it it's been a minute <laughs> we're gonna have to we're gonna have to break out the old idea notebook and and see what we got going on honestly it's uh the curse for content creators you got to come with your own stuff it's easier when you can just react to what happened all right uh big build up here i put locker room bully that's right in terms of a bully because apparently he's bowled his way in twice in a row now and i can only imagine what he had to say to those players uh People have kind of said maybe what what it might have might not have been said. I know Matt Law had some exclusives on that. I read it. wasn't a lot in it. You know, I don't know what I was expecting, but it uh, it definitely wasn't a a uh, word for word transcript. Unfortunately, uh, huge shout out to those of you in the Patreon. If you're looking for a Chelsea community, especially now, check out our Discord server, uh, Apple Podcast, Spotify. Again, five star reviews help us be seen. So uh, look, if Chelsea fans ever needed to find us. This is it more like now more than ever because <laughs> people are at the bottom. They're at the rock bottom. They need a group. They need a family. Give us the five-star review. It will help. All right. But we move ahead. It was Real Madrid this past Tuesday, the 18th of April in the Champions League at Stamford Bridge. Chelsea nil. 
Real Madrid two on aggregate zero to four goals rodrigo on the double 58th minute and 80th minute we don't do the fifth stand on champions league so dan we have to go right into the lineup well it was keppa between the sticks once more with trev chalba tiago silva and west fafana as a back three with reese james enzo fernandez mateo kovacic and mark kukurea as the four with ngolo Conte and Connor gallagher behind one kai havertz up at the top of the pitch look we saw a three-person sub and then a one-person sub the three-person sub was Joao Felix Raheem Sterling and Mikhailo Mudrik coming on and then Mason Mount was the single sub Ewa Mendy Cesar Spoquetta Dennis Zakaria Carney Chuck Mekla Lewis Hall Ruben Lachic Hakim Ziyech and Kristen Pulisic all unused substitutes and for some of them could be the last time that they sit on a bench for Chelsea in a Champions League appearance fixture yeah lucky lucky us uh some of the top line stats chelsea with a 1.86 xg real madrid 1.48 so you know tried to cling to that didn't work we had 54 percent possession huge swing from the weekend uh we had 19 shots only six on target to their nine shots to six on target we had seven off target to their three we had six block shots to their none uh, we had two offsides apiece. We had 16 fouls there, eight. Does that sound light to you, Nick? Only 24 fouls in the game? Um, A little bit. It was pretty chippy, but the referee let a lot of stuff go, too. That is was, true. Yeah, it was. Uh, there were more fouls than what he called. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. Three cautions to Chelsea. Madrid's one. Uh, we had two big chances, missed both. Real Madrid had three, missed only one of them. Hmm. Um, pretty much. How must from- that feel? That must feel interesting. I mean, look, there's no way they're missing the second one. I mean, they just passed around us like absolute traffic cones. Uh, Tebow, busier on the day with six saves to Kepa's four. Uh, so, and he prevented 0.91 goals. I mean, alone. So good. <laughs> almost stopped the, uh, just so frustrating. So, so frustrating. It's so annoying. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, um, that's that's it for most of it. Uh, one random stat coming from Naz, of all people, says Chelsea have failed to score in 18 different matches this season. The most blank since the 80-81 season. If you've listened back to the fan cast and to, to Rick Lanville, you know one of the best of days back in the early 80s. And so to have that be the situation now, it is no no bueno. But Nick, you have an MPET shit house moment of the match. I do. Um largely because, you know, we're we're facing a, a former goalkeeper of ours, a, a player that many of us don't like. Um and as good as he was on the night, it was nice to see Chai or Chai Kai Chai? get a Chai T. Uh yes, uh Kai get a little chip on him uh when he was chasing him down. The ball had left and then Kai just little left a little on him at the end. He fell over dramatically, which is not not really a surprise. But uh, but yeah, uh, that was a little shit house, and I appreciated it. You know, that'll probably be the last time that we have one of these for the rest of the season. So, you know, in any regard, it was a hell of a way to go out. Chai hits latte. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's good. Yeah, I like that. Did you see when uh, Tebow went over to get the ball from the fans, and he just chucked it up over his head, not giving yeah. it to him? That's great. All right. Well, we're going to hit our first ad break. When we get back, we're jumping into uh, Tale of Two Halves and breaking down the match. So uh, thank you to the sponsors, and we'll be right back. When you're drafting your fantasy team, do you ever wish that you could handpick the best stars for your business team? Look, if you're building a talented roster, you need Indeed. Stop spending hours on multiple job sites finding the 
perfect candidate for the position because look, Indeed has all of the tools you need in one place to hire at warp speed. Sponsor a job and they're gonna match you with the quality candidates whose resumes fit the job description that you post right away. Helps you start hiring fast. And look, Indeed knows that you're growing your business. You have to make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. Visit Indeed.com slash BlueWire to start hiring now. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire, Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application. Pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, coming out of this one, plenty of pressure, but no final product. It was the tale of two halves. In the first, Chelsea found their groove and were able to put Madrid under pressure. Conte got plenty of time and space on the ball. Dan, you look at our midfield. We had a diamond. Connor, the absolute motor that he has. Uh, Angola Conte, absolute motor that he has. And then he had Kovacic and uh, Enzo kind of holding it down behind him. Um, and it seemed to work. If there's one thing you know about Real Madrid... Cruz and Modric are so, so good. And damn it, they can deliver the ball right where you don't want it. Uh, what did you make of Frank's very, very different lineup? Uh, some might even call it a 3-6-1, a 5-4-1, whatever it was. It was the first time we had ever seen this this season. Yeah, and you would wish that some of the chances didn't fall to N'Golo Conte for as great as he is in terms of winning the ball and adding intensity to overall play. It's He's not the first individual, particularly as someone who has not scored a Champions League goal before, that you want having some of your best opportunities fall to him. However, I would say that this formation and this press did allow Chelsea to assert more dominance than we saw in the prior game. So where it was like a little bit more haphazard, a little bit more pulled together. This felt more intentional in the way that Chelsea wanted to play. Felt like they were willing to and capable of asserting themselves on getting on the ball, winning back the ball, being able to you know, take advantage of situations, Nick. And again, I know we're, gonna you know people can fixate on the score but it at least in the first half it felt as if you know or the first half of the first half it felt like Chelsea had a handle on the game and had an idea of like what what could work to actually come back in this tie yeah I mean I, I think obviously the performance was better much better than the weekend much better than the the performance last week at Madrid um Passing was sharper. The energy was higher. The pressing was much better. Yeah, there was a lot to like in that first half. I mean, I think even Jamie Carragher, of all people, was like, yeah, Chelsea deserved to be up at halftime uh, based on that performance. But uh, our our friend Thierry Henry reminded us that, you know, Real Madrid just, this is what they do professionally. They understand how to take big moments and matches and make them their own. And, you know, they didn't relent, you know, they, they, they were in a shell and Chelsea put them under a ton of pressure. They didn't, you know, allow the breakthrough and, you know, we, we know what happened in the second half, but yeah, it's, it's a, you know, it's a difficult one because I don't feel like Brandon, that the team played badly today. Um, you know, I think they gave up a couple cheap goals when they were stretched and, you know, that's just going to happen when you have to go for it, you know? Um, but it wasn't a bad performance at all. I mean, I, I think the question that people have is 
why don't we see this more often? Why don't we see this energy more often? Why don't we see these players seemingly give a fuck more in matches that are, are more winnable than this one, frankly. Um, and, and I think that's, that's probably where my head's at too. I know Dan spelled it out here. Seven shots in the first half, uh, Cucurella, Conte, bummer, uh, five shots inside the box, more possession. Like we knew going into this, that we just had to be the first ones to score. And quite yeah. honestly, we also really couldn't allow Real Madrid to score because we don't have goals flowing from us. But if you can get the first one, it puts Real Madrid on edge. The fans continue to get behind the team and the team go. It just, it's just it's more of the same this season. We tried so hard, got ourselves in good positions and just absolutely no final product. And uh, like when Conte shot, uh, I was at work. I think I was on a call and... I was quite unprofessional. I couldn't believe he missed, though, either. So I was, like, half celebrating because I'm like, of course anyone that is going to score. And uh, and he just didn't. And we've kind of seen this. You know, we love having Angola Conte back because he offers so much to the team. But the one thing he can't do that proves he's human <laughs> is score regularly. Other, If he did that, superhuman. He's nailing, like, no doubt about it. I mean, Chelsea had a shot within the first three minutes. The Conte shot came in the 11th minute. The first shot that Real Madrid registered wasn't until the 20th minute. Benzema had two shots. Vinicius Jr. had one shot in the first half. Like, comprehensively, if you just took those numbers out and said, hey, I'm going to give you, you know, seven shots total to their five. I'm going to give you two shots on target each. Like, and, you know, three of those shots came from Benzema and Vinicius. I would have been like, cool. Like, and, and they didn't score. Like, that's that's great you know, return on value for us in terms of being able to put them in positions where, yes, they had a shot, but it's not a high quality shot. And like that is, that would have been if you could have foundationally built upon that into the second half, Brandon, like that would have been a great place to you know, build off of because that is showing that you were doing the right things in the right times to limit high scoring opportunities. Oh, for sure. And it's like Dortmund, you know, get the first one and then go from there. But um, I was impressed, though, a little bit. But at the same time, really confused. You kind of touched on this, Nick. Played a new formation. Trevo was out of position. Or was he? Uh, one could argue. Cucurello was playing left wing back. He hasn't done that in a while. Connor Gallagher was our most attacking midfielder. You're playing in a box or a diamond. Um, and it all kind of came together. It, it's not, like, and this is what's like so confusing with this team. It's not like they had a week to prepare for this. We just got torched by Brighton at the weekend playing a back four. And now we come out in a completely different system and it clicks and it works. It just, to me, that's like a mentality issue with the team, which I think we've seen based on the results, uh, this season. Yeah, I mean, it, it screams that they're not motivated by the day-to-day -day work. They're motivated by the big occasion. And that's really easy to do. Like, it's easy to get hyped up for Champions League football. It's the highest level of football that exists. And winning the Champions League trophy is something we've done recently, despite uh, where the club has fallen. Um, and, yeah, a lot of these players were, were a part of that team. They understand what the moment can be. They understand what momentum in that tournament can lead you to which is the title right like it's 
it's it's not hard to understand why the players are up for it. It's it's hard to understand why they aren't up for the other games. Why why the team is so drastically different between the level of performance that we got tonight, which was generally good. Again, a, a couple of blemishes once once you go for it, you know, you have to score like those those cheap goals that we gave up in the second half are are what they are. You know, I, I it's not it's not great, but you you could see why that happened. The team was pretty gassed <laughs> at that point, but the energy in our Premier League performance is just isn't there. We we don't close down like that. We don't press like that. We we don't see the players running like they have to. You know, they're they're, they're given a lung for for the club. They're given a lung to inspire the fans. It's a lot more plotting. It's a lot less inspired, and you know that is the real challenge. Like to me, as we as we will do many many deep dives into where the club needs to improve. What the what the gist is, all that sort of stuff. How do you get consistent performances at a high level again, like we used to have? Well, I I know. And it it just continues to get frustrating. You know, we go in at halftime, a little worried about Reese, you know, and, and he, we already know he's low on fitness. Yeah. He took that like big pause in the middle of the first half where he was kind of stretching out. It looked like a calf or a hammy or something. I was like, Oh, this isn't good. He came out on fire. And I forget if it was in the first half or the second half, but like it was so bad at that one moment where like Fafana like freight trained past him to catch up to the ball because he realized that Reese wasn't going to get there. And, you know, and West realized there was an opportunity like on the attack to try to pick it up and get forward. Like great teamsmanship, uh, by the way, to support one another there. But that definitely had me questioning teamsmanship. <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck is teamsmanship? Yeah, I, I'm in a dinner. It's Tuesday oh evening. Oh my this god, is, uh... that's so good, teamsmanship. <laughs> oh, there's no teamsmanship here. Clearly, <laughs> no. We we lack a lot of teamsmanship on this podcast. Uh, sorry. Keep going. Can you? Can you keep going? <laughs> no? I right. ruined it for Dan. I ruined whole, Dan's whole vibe. I'm sorry, Dan. All right. Well. That was bad. That was bad teamsmanship on my part. As we were talking about the second half, um, <laughs> at this point, you know, we're still in it. Really frustrating that Cucurella didn't score right for halftime. Um, but, you know, at least there's, like, stuff for Lampard to be positive in the locker room. Um, but then... Kukure, I don't, I don't know. I've seen the stills. My man oh, was a, a left, a left wing don't back, look at him. harassing a center back of Real Madrid, and left Trevo on. A, an island isn't even like a good description. Like Australia, speck of sand in the ocean. Like he had three guys and about sixty square yards to cover on his own. And sure enough, it just, they took advantage of it, absolutely worked him. Rodrigo scored and just more of the same. Super, super frustrating. Um, and, uh, and, and at that point, that's it. That's, that's game, done and dusted. You're not coming back from 3 nothing down. No, I'm, but this is why Kukurea is not a wingback. We found this out many times this year. What is Kukurea he? Kukurea does not have a position. At all, like uh, he's not a left back, he's not a left center back, he's not a left wing back. He's played his best at left center back in patches, but it's been so chaotic and disruptive to what the rest of the team does. And I, I feel 
so shitty for Trev because I think outside of that moment, Trev Chalaba had an outstanding game, like a really, truly outstanding game. He uh, did not look out of place, even though much like Rudiger playing over there last year, that's not his dominant foot. He's not a left footed player. Like we know he's, he's typically a right center back or, or right back, whatever the fuck we're playing him as these days. But the distance between Kukurea, who decided then to play as a number 10 for no fucking reason whatsoever and press up and where Trev Chalba was is crazy. And like, do I think that Trev wishes he had that decision back to try and collapse in on Rodriguez? Of course I do. I don't think that was his best moment, but that's not indicative of his performance in that position where I thought he played very disciplined for the most part and even had a couple of blocks late in the game that would have been the third or fourth goal where he recovered back and, and helped Tiago out even. So I, I don't know, Dan, my, my, my take on Chalaba is that he was not the problem today and that the problem was isolated somewhere else. Well, it was bad decision or worse decision. Do I go after him and try to foul or do I try to lean in and maybe get beat around and then the goal comes even easier, right? Like, neither decision was good it's it's a if you're thinking that there was a better decision there like that's a fallacy like that is absolutely not not a real world scenario so i you know uh, it was rough like i I think that one was rough i think kukurea pressing forward didn't make a lot of sense like when he doesn't have the ability to recover from that type of position so i think that's a question mark i think that whole left-sided center back area is going to be a huge question mark this summer when you think about the season Ian Monson has had, the way that Levi Cola has played on loan. Like there, There's going to be a lot of evaluation that can be done there, and I, I don't think Kukurea will be happy looking back at the last couple you know, highlight reels, or uh, performance reels, rather, from the last couple of outings that he's had in that position. No. No. And it's it's almost, you know, I know we talked about this before the game, right? And like, what do you do with the left side? Chilwell obviously not available because of the right card because of Kukurea in the previous game. Uh, so just Collateral a real double damage. down, <laughs> double, double down on that front. But you want to know how you can make sure that you play every single game? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Lewis um, Hall, I have yes. a solution. No, but I, I was I was curious what Lampard was going to do now. Do I think it's realistic to start Lewis Hall in this game? Probably not. And I think especially with Kukurea's price tag, it was not really going to happen. But it's one of the things that I was early on really impressed with uh, Graham Potter when he made that choice to just say, all right, Kukurea, you've been terrible and we're taking you out of the the firing line and we're going to put this 18-year-old kid out there and – He's not a wingback either. He's a central midfielder, but he was better and he can dribble and he can pass and he can attack players and Kukurea just can't. I mean, uh, take the defensive nonsense out of it for that one play. Kukurea's crossing was horrific today and his ability to pass out of being pressured in one-on-one or two-on-one scenarios is just non-existent. We ended up going back to the center backs to Trev on almost every occasion or Enzo Fernandez, who played a very chaotic and not at all very good game today, had to come over and like receive the ball from him just to get him out of a pickle like that. That side 
it's not good enough, man. It's especially not good enough for the price tag. And I think in these big moments, he's been trusted a lot this year in big moments has only delivered a couple of times. And I don't, you know, I think we just have a body of work now to look at. That's it. Sorry. I'm, I'm reading Dimitri's tweets oh, no. and I just can't handle it as I'm like trying to do live research. He goes, uh, I do have to say I have a little bit of sympathy for the owners because even if a lot of the decision-making was questionable, they basically ended up rolling the worst outcome of the possible range of outcomes for each decision. And, like, I'm thinking about Kukurea, right? Because we paid, like, $65 million. And you're like, oh, whatever, young, up-and-coming, city wanted him, uh, whatever. Fleeced. Yeah, and then he, he follows up goes, look, look at someone like Sterling. Was it a great decision to sign him to a five-year, 300000 a deal? No. A lot of people had concerns about the money and the length of his longevity. But did anyone expect that he would arrive and immediately retire? Obviously not. I mean, if the Premier League is a dungeon master, Todd Bowley rolled a bunch of ones this year. Yes. Which, for those who don't know, a one is the lowest you can roll. That is bad. I'm learning. Learning as we go. Uh, Frank rolled the triple dice uh, trying to bring on Mudrick, Sterling, and Felix. And um, look... Here's the difference. Sterling and Felix, Felix alone, he's not risking anything at 3 nothing down. Sterling, he's probably already thinking about where he's going for the summer. And I don't mean that like he doesn't care. He's not trying to get hurt or pull a muscle or anything at this point. He's going to ride this one out. Mudrick. He's not fit either. Well, I mean, Mo- and he's I'll another say, one. Mudrick, young, hungry, ambitious. He will still go run in a game like this. And he did. Like, it's just the difference in kind of mentality and position. And you need a balance between young and experienced players. But now you get burned on the lone player, I feel like, as well, with, with Joao being like, oh, this is done. I'm definitely not going to get hurt. I'm not coming back. The, the unforgivable sin from Felix today is he does this hard work, receives an in, with an incredible touch a ball like that's over his head, dribbles through Valverde, sprints towards the the uh, yellow-carded Militao. Kai Havertz makes the correct run through the middle of the center backs. All that Felix has to do is play that ball in, and Kai Havertz has a one-on-one, which he probably misses at the end of it. Ah, huh. Kai Havertz, one-on-one, I don't know. I, I would at least say that's a uh, 40% chance. <laughs> hey, I'll take 40. 40 is cool. Um and he, and he dribbles it into uh, Rudiger and doesn't get a pass off. And at that point, you heard audible boos from the crowd. Like, you cannot make that choice. Like, you have one play. That's it. Uh, you're, not, you're not a Mudrick speedster. You don't have that sort of, of pace. You got to give the ball up and then go follow it and, and see if you can get an easy pass from Kai on, on the back post. Like... It just showed a lack of IQ in that in that possession. And it's why people are really, really frustrated with that. I mean, this guy was supposed to come in and help us make plays, even if he's not a natural goal scorer or a natural assister to make plays. And that's not even really happening right now. No, no. Uh, yeah. For a few different reasons. Uh, Mount appeared uh, late on in the game, assuming it's a fitness thing, which, again, Dan, if it is. Worst possible time. We need a hero. We need yeah. someone of his quality, of his caring, of his effort. 
and we don't get him. And then you double on the contract and you're just like, this is all making for like a very ugly like situation for him as well. But we did get to see him, which was great. And, uh, but it was, but again, it didn't matter at that point. He only got four touches. I mean, my comparison, you know, Raheem Sterling got 20, even though he got lost possession eight times out of those 20. So there just weren't, there weren't the players at the right time to try to change an impact. And if you're making it like, I would have thought it would have been more interesting if we had made those substitutions directly after that goal was conceded, ideally beforehand (laughs) to just try adding more attackers on, but to go the extra eight minutes or so after the goal was conceded, it gave you less time to try to figure more out in that second half. And I was surprised maybe like Christian coming in. I mean, Lampard used him before as a a wing back. Another, as you saw Reese move, you know, more in midfield effectively for the last part of the game. So like that was a good tactical change, but maybe someone then like, Ruben would have been potentially a better option from like a height perspective. You could have, you also could have put him up top and like just let him like bounce balls off of himself onto other runners. Like, you know, like Kai was trying to do, like give a second person who can bounce it off and try to get Mudrick into space or to get someone else into a, a place where they've got a two on one or a one on one to try to capitalize on the space that we could create. But they didn't. But they didn't. And, and we lost. And. Yeah, look, I mean, I, I've i started to process it, right? Because we, we've played a lot of matches. We, Chelsea, have played a lot of matches in the last couple of years, right? We've basically taken every competition to its natural conclusion, whether we've won it or not. And to go out in the quarterfinals of the Champions League in pretty embarrassing fashion, um, you know, four nil is a, is a dominant display from Madrid. And they, they frankly could have had more. Um, you know, I think they were a little unlucky to not score. Um, it's a, it's a real marker now, you know, this team two years ago won the champions league, they lost it to the champions last year in a thrilling affair. Um, and they didn't show up for the better part of two matches in this tie. Um, I think they played okay, but it wasn't nearly good enough. And now you don't have it. So, you know, I think part of the, the narrative that's in my head is like, you know, these players aren't going to play as many matches next year, right? Whoever is around. How do you, as a new staff, management, whoever, utilize this training time to improve them. I mean, that's going to be a huge thing because you're, I mean, in addition to us having to figure out new content to put out, which is an us problem, these players are going to have a lot of midweek training sessions now where they, you know, where it's usually just been match prep. Yeah. You know, well, and that's a crazy thing to think about. Lampard's talked about fitness, but no one gives a shit about fitness now either. He said it's been a problem. Apparently there's some some issues with Tuchel uh, and obviously he complained about lack of preseason and it was very understandable. 
Uh, Potter, I guess, didn't do anything with that allegedly. And then Lampard came in and he goes, oh my gosh, like, of course we're not doing things. Like this team is unbelievably unfit. And again, there's been injuries that come in and out of it. But Opta, Opta analyst tweeted that Chelsea in April 2023, we've had one goal, an 8.5 XG, 86 shots. We've had about a 0.1 XG per shot. It's all in six games. Like our goal came from outside the box. And we've peppered shots from inside the box. So it's just, it, it, there's, it is, there, there's something that has to change. And Nick, when you have three and a half managers in a season, they're all going to say, Hmm, I think I see what the problem is. And guess what? It's been different every single time. And so as players, they don't know what to focus on because they're constantly chopping and changing. Anyways, Real Madrid got the final one. It was a mess. It was, it was the most embarrassing way to go out. Kepa flopping like a fish out of water, uh, 2v1 with him inside of his six. It was just bad news bears. So uh, end scene, we move on. We wrap because there's nothing left of Champions League to talk about. It was bad. I would say, I think, Nick, you had the Ashley Cole video on Twitter on Twitter uh, that was is doing the rounds out there. Sign him up. You feel like he cared. You feel like... When you see Didier's quotes, you feel like the fans. I see Gary Hayes tweeting that it's a culture issue. There's something lacking, without a doubt, about kind of this team. And seeing Frank talk the way he's talked about the team uh, throughout his short stint right now, seeing Ashley Cole act like that, I think it does kind of remind us that that this isn't the usual Chelsea team. Yeah, they... They're losing. Without a fight. Well, I mean, I think there was some fight today, to be fair to him. Like, I, I wouldn't say that. But, yeah, the weekend, I would agree. Um, in general, the season, it's been apathetic at best. Um, and it does remind you of the character that was in the team for so long, that spine that was in the team for so long, and why the level never was really dropping beneath, like, a certain point, always challenging for trophies, even if we didn't, you know, win the league. Like th- there's a reason for that. Um, and it's definitely a part of the recruitment process and it's definitely a part of the footballing culture and it's definitely a part of the next manager. And it's definitely a part of these fucking players to own up and, and figure out and, and fix like they're already here. Like the best way to fix a culture is from inside of it, not outside of it. <laughs> That's a that's a it's a whole other discussion for another day that we'll have with a thousand other people this. Well, this there summer. you go. You came up with one new episode we could do. There you go. Culture. What does it mean? All right, we're we're gonna take our last ad break when we're back. Uh, talk about can Chelsea benefit from not having Champions League next season? So again, thank you the sponsors, and we'll be right back. Are you missing out on your favorite shows because it's not available in your region? Trying to keep your private time private? Well, let me introduce you to NordVPN. If you're bored of the U.S. Netflix, why not just take it for a spin in the U.K.? Using NordVPN and a click of a button, you can do just that. No need to travel to Japan for your favorite anime when NordVPN brings it right to you. With 5,000 plus servers, no show is out of your reach. Using my link, nordvpn.com forward slash London is blue. You can receive a huge discount on a two-year plan 
with one month free. We all love to binge, but privacy is a big deal too. NordVPN keeps your information encrypted so you never have to worry about your IP or location getting out. They've also doubled down on keeping you safe with their new threat protection feature. Say goodbye to intrusive website ads and malware. Even if you download an infected file, threat protection kicks in and deletes it before it makes a mess of your computer. Don't forget, there's literally no risk to you with their 30-day money-back guarantee. Give it a try. And if you like it, great. If you don't, they'll issue a refund and you can pretend the entire situation never happened. Check it out. My link, nordvpn.com forward slash London is blue to get your subscription started today. All right. So we've done it before. Uh, but again, to next point, we haven't not had Champions League or Europa League since 2016, 2017. That was a long time ago. Guys, there's a pandemic, so it feels even longer. Ago. The Europa Conference didn't even exist back then. Correct. Um, Todd Bowley didn't even know what Chelsea... Never mind. Um, it was a long time ago. 2016-2017, Antonio Conte came in ahead of that season. Uh, came to Chelsea post-Mourinho and absolutely walked the league. Uh, it was... You know, it was one of those things, won the league under Mourinho, came back fat and happy, had a terrible season. Antonio Conte said, welcome to my fitness regiment. And they ran. Um, and he got them fit. And they essentially got to first place in um, game week 12 and never relented. We all remember that Arsenal game. Switch, switch it up. Back three, baby. David Luiz sweeper. We moved on. Here's a key difference, Nick. Who the hell is going to be our coach? Who's our next Conte? Do we want another Conte? Is it that simple? I mean, he is available. Um, oh, whoa. Fa- fa- famously available. Um, yeah, but, and, but I think I think it does kind of touch on what we were kind of in the last segment kind of circling around is like he put his stamp very fucking clearly. And we saw this in person uh, the first time that we met each other in Minneapolis, he made Eden Hazard run until he puked in that preseason. He he was not taking a half-fit Eden Hazard as the standard operating procedure. Is He knew that Eden Hazard had to be at his peak physical fitness to impact the team in the way that he we all know he did, right? And Eden Hazard was never better than in that season. He was unfucking believable because he was available because he was confident because the team had a system because the team had a structure because there was leadership in there um and that was a that was a chop and change chelsea team too that wasn't you know the the classic spine of of yesteryear you know we had new goalkeeper we had a back line that had been changed up john terry didn't even play that season right uh but it was it was a full reset. I mean, an absolute full reset. The The button was pressed. No one had a guaranteed position in the squad. And Eden Hazard, of all of them, had to work hardest to stay in the team. Dan, I think those characteristics sound like they're required right now. Well, I, I think the, the, the way I wanted to frame it is like, <clears throat> is... Is winning the league next year like super obtainable? And no. Good. Thank you for the, answering the question. No. Um, was it down season? I think like, down league this season. I think, 
I, I think we need to paint the picture, right? Like we're going to finish likely 30 ish points off of the league leaders this season. Like that is, that is realistic. Like, 30 to 35, I guess, probably points. Um, we'll probably finish like 28 points off of the fourth place teams. Like, you know, City, you know, hopefully God not, Arsenal again next year. Let's just let this year be the aberration. Um, City, you know, is like a guaranteed top four finish every year. So you really have three slots to play for. If Europa is good enough for you for a year, which, I mean, realistically, you could win that and then get back in the Champions League then the following year as a guarantee and have to worry a little less about league position. Um, but, like, we we should have some level of, like, obtainable goal of improvement um, and also an opportunity to at least, like, do better in the domestic competitions than we did this year. Like, I, I think it should be realistic with the type of players that Chelsea have, with the recruitment that we're going to go after, with the type of manager profile that we are going to go after, that this team should see meaningful improvement in terms of performances, better in terms of improvement in finishing, because defense hasn't really been the issue. It's been a finishing problem. And being fit enough to be competitive. And I think that's, you know, if you talk about like some profiles and what you could do with the time that you have is like being able to drill this team to be fit enough and to get across your tactical message so that each week you go into that Premier League match looking to win it like it is a cup final and you have 38 cup finals, that would do a lot, Brandon, to win people back over in next season. Well, I mean, we're winless in five. My God, the bar is so low at this point. Um, what I would say to that is this should change the profile of coach or manager that you want. I think a certain manager can just rally the troops every three days and just get them up for the games and let them go out and perform. This manager or coach is going to have to keep them entertained and engaged five days a week. Uh, we've heard of players not liking Rizzo Sari's training sessions. We've heard that people eventually got bored of Antonio Conte's because they're too rigid. They're going to have to find someone who can connect with the players, who can create a good environment, they can develop. There's also going to be less opportunities for minutes. Think about our bloated-ass squad. Totally. I mean, uh, and and I think then, you know, if, if we're thinking about, like, what does this mean – without the the Wednesday, almost the guarantee of, of Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday football, right? We have coddled a lot of unfit players over the last five years, right? N'Golo Conte can only play this many minutes because he's injured, right? Reese James can only play this many minutes because he's injured, all this sort of stuff. If you want to play only in the league matches or the FA Cup or the Carabao Cup matches you're going to have to beat out the rest of this squad. And like some players simply won't want to do it and they'll leave. Right. And some will absolutely learn to love competition again. And I hope that what comes back is not a coddling of superstars. I hope it is a strict meritocracy. One that, if Lewis Hall is better than Kukurea, that Lewis Hall plays. 
fuck the price tag. I know it's easy for me to say I didn't spend the money, right? But if he is going to legitimately give you a a better chance than Kukurea is, Lewis Hall at 18 years, 19 years old, to get league points next year, then he has to fucking play. Period. If If those are your options, he has to play. There has to be meritocracy at Chelsea again. Otherwise, it's all bullshit. Yeah. And anyways, this is going to be very, very, very different uh, from um, a required duties of the next person who comes in. And like, look, if Enrique wants to throw a fit because Chelsea didn't hire him right away, pound sand, don't care. We're trying to do what's best for the club. Like, just because it's not convenient for you, if you're a serious candidate, it won't make that big of a difference. Um, So the job has tangibly changed, which I think is really interesting. you know, uh, I think you, the the result is get back to Champions League next season. Dan, you've laid it out nicely. It's a big gap to make up. I think we know we have some a couple positions that are very clearly uh, of need to change slash improve. So we'll we'll have to see what happens because there is a lot uh, that's going to go. But we'll save this. We're, we're, we got a couple different episodes planned that we're going to talk, obviously, a lot about the future. Uh, it's going to be wild summer. Uh, probably not so much signings, but with like the managerial uh, chase and the hunt, uh, which I think will give us some stuff to do. But uh, what we only signed three players last summer, Nick? Was it Fofana, Kulabali, and Sterling in the summer? Oh, the Academy uh, signed a bunch. Aubameyang. Yeah, Aubameyang. He, well, he came like in September. Zakaria. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was no, quite ish. The women in the academy were much more uh, active. So I don't know. We'll see. Dan refused to do Dan in the match again this week. Just honestly, I'm gonna. No, no, no. no. I, I don't refuse to do I'm it. I'm docking the your team pay. Puts you in a position where I can't make it happen for you. Pay docked. Consider it done. <laughs> Did you guys know that AC Milan is going to the semifinals of the Champions League? I do. Yeah. No, I, I didn't know that. Olivier Giroud, what a go man. Go go win it, Giroud. Go win Seriously, it for us. Seriously, absolutely love him. We could use him. Uh, could have used him Shocking. the entire time. <laughs> Missed a penalty, then score. It was a full Chelsea experience for Olivier Giroud. Boy, Rafa Liao today. Holy shit, what a player. Ollie Glanville is, uh, I, I now that I've spoken his name out loud, Ollie Glanville's woken from a, a light slumber at, uh, at 3 a.m. Uh, in the U.K., and uh, he's just crying tears that we didn't sign him instead of anyone else. But, yeah, Liao, hell of a player. Giroud, hell of a player. Napoli, underwhelming, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah, so Inter and Benfica play Bayern and City on the other side. So Milan and Madrid are through. We're waiting to see who they play. But uh, a bitter, bitter taste in the mouth, I'd say. Uh, there's no sense. City's going to win the whole The thing. Milan matchup, City will win. And then you have Real Madrid and City and the Milan Derby or Derby. Wait, what? Where's the Milan Derby coming in? With Inter Milan? Inter's and up 2 0 in their ties. In the so semi. Gotcha. You're yeah. just rattling through names really quickly. Real Madrid. I'm, just, I'm, I'm, Real Madrid, I'm already in the future. Real, I'm living in the future. Real Madrid right? versus Milan. It's Man a positive City. place. Chelsea have just won the league again. <laughs> well, you, you were the one who clearly said that that was not happening next season. So. Well, I didn't say how far in the future I went. <laughs> hey, that is true. So, anyways, that's it from us. 
Uh, check the box, did the thing. Uh, interesting discussions going on. Obviously, nobody's happy right now, and no one's telling you to be happy, but we're at least going to talk about the game and kind of some of the implications and how it goes. Uh, we'll we'll take a look at how the rest of the season goes. If you have ideas, let us know. We'd love to hear from that. Uh, obviously, a lot of good people in our Discord if you're looking for uh, some friends at this point. So anyways, that's going to wrap us up. Uh, more content coming at you this week of other stuff, so I'll keep an eye on that. But until next time, chess fans, you know what to do. Keep the blue flag flying high.